0: Thanks for tuning in to the 168 Podcast, a podcast from Mitchell Knight and Jordan Byrd of the Clarence Church of Christ, aimed at helping you connect Sunday worship with everyday life. What's up, 168ers? Welcome back to another episode of the 168 Podcast. Today, we are continuing our series on what makes Christianity so attractive by talking about the church. Why do people go to church? Why is church so attractive? Jordan, give us an answer in 500 words or less.
1: Jesus. There's my simple answer.
0: Woo! See you next time. (laughs) something like
1: that. No. So this is the third episode in which we've been talking about this kind of question. We initially started off with just the broader topic of what makes Christianity attractive. You can lump the church in there too, because it's all connected. I mean, all the topics we've talked about in the last couple episodes are hard to kind of detach from each other because they're all interconnected at some point. But so we first started looking at what makes Christianity attractive. And The overall answer is it's Jesus. And then last time, in the last episode, we talked about what makes the Bible attractive. And again, it's Jesus. That's what makes it worth something to engage with and to look at and and hear what it has to say. And so today we're looking at a little bit different perspective of that, but what makes the church attractive? Why why be a part of the church? And the church has come up a, a couple times in our discussion about this overall theme. But today we wanted to look at that more specifically. And, uh, yeah, why why the church? Why is it something that someone would want to make a part of their life and, and have their life be connected to it? And ultimately it's Jesus. Like why does anyone want to have anything to do with the church? It's ultimately because of Jesus. At least from my perspective of this, what you ultimately see is that if you're simply attracted to the church just because it's a nice social scene that's okay but there's a lot of social scenes you could connect your life to and my guess is if it all it is is a social scene and at some point if it doesn't fulfill what you're hoping a social scene will provide you then you just move on to a different social scene so like the church doesn't have any like value beyond just that that thing or if it's like fun is all you're about and and that's what it's about and that's not to say that the church can't be fun or it can't be social. It's not to say any of those things, but if that's the overall thing that attracts you to the church or the, why the church has a draw to your life or you connect yourself to it, I think at some point you're going to find yourself wondering why, why am I doing this? Because it's, you might be thinking or tempted to think it doesn't fulfill that. And this is where Jesus is the, the more fuller answer to why church? Why why be attracted to the church? Well, it's because in and through the church, we encounter Jesus in a way in which we can't encounter him otherwise. That that I think ultimately what we see throughout scripture is that the church, and I think it's no surprise that in the New Testament, once Jesus has uh, departed and and his followers are remaining, that the church that forms out of that wake is called the body of Christ because there's an intimate connection between the life of Jesus and those who follow Jesus which are known as the church so that's this a kind of the broader overview I guess of, of why the church is attractive and why um, I think you and me would say like that's why it's attractive to us um, what are some other ways you see that the church is attractive because of Jesus
0: uh, well I think Jesus has made us all uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully, and we all definitely have our own special gifts and talents. I mean, you see this in Paul's writings uh, to the church in Corinth uh, and in his letter, uh, Romans, where he talks about how we're all members of one body, but we don't all serve the same function, and how that when one mourns, everyone should mourn. When one rejoices, everyone should be joyful, and, um, we need to be there for each other our relationships with jesus aren't just something that happens in a vacuum just by ourselves um we're part of a bigger picture and what makes the church attractive is that we get to go to a place where we see other people who have an individual relationship with god who are being regenerated and renewed um who people um who god is working on to become more like his son and we get to be encouraged by their walk they get to be encouraged by ours Uh, And it's a unique experience to be able to worship him with other people in community that we don't always get to do because we're just one person. So I think for me, it's ultimately, you know, who we are uh, in our identity. We're not the end-all be-all. We have some special gifts, but we aren't everything, right? And then um, also it's a matter of community. It's something that we should want to do because we like to be around like-minded people just as Uh, being just being who we are as human beings Uh, and we are able to lift each other up and encourage one another because this walk of self-denial that we're on is tough and um, God didn't want us to do it alone so I mean you even see that throughout the entire ministry of Jesus he always had multiple people with him you know multiple disciples not just one Um, you know not just one person was baptized on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were, right? I mean, you see that theme of community even going back to the Old Testament and, uh, and today. So those are my thoughts on, them, on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately like what we see is that we encounter a greater degree of experiencing Jesus or God by participating in the church in a way in which we wouldn't per we wouldn't experience God or Jesus if we were a part if we weren't a part of the church like if we weren't a part of the church we'd be missing out on encountering something about who God is and experiencing that here on earth and so I think there's no surprise like that, that there's a public or visual side to the body of Christ it's it's not just something you can do sort of internally in in yourself, like by yourself, like that's not church. Church involves you and other people. But it's also something you just can't do um, behind closed doors or in a vacuum, if you will. I mean, I think this is part of why during the the period of when people weren't out as much during COVID, it was always sort of like this, you know, we can sort of do what we understand to be church or how we normally did worship online but there was always a sense of like this isn't the fullest version of what it's supposed to be and because because there was like a public nature lacking there maybe not in the sense that like obviously probably even more people could see it but it wasn't the relational part wasn't as lived out as it probably would be in person and that's not even to say i think one thing to, to clarify is that the church isn't just what happens on a Sunday morning either. Like within right. one hour, on a, during a week, like that's part of the life of the church, but that's not the whole of the church. So that's not even to say that all the relational stuff happens within that time frame. And I think one thing that was lacking during uh, the COVID shutdown stuff was all of all of the church was tried to be crammed into within however much time a broadcast or a stream was given online. And it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> and I know functionally for a lot of people, the church continued in a lot of other ways, whether that was text messages or calls or FaceTime or other avenues, dropping stuff off at people's houses. Those were all things in which the relational component continued. And the reason people pursued those things is because the relational component matters, because we do encounter something greater than just ourself and our experience of reality when we interact with other people who are pursuing Jesus also. But the key there is that it's, it's about Jesus. It's it's centered around Jesus. It's not just, uh, we w- just like being good human beings to each other. And I think one counter to, or we were talking about this before we started recording, about like one counter to saying like why the church would be attractive is, because I think a lot of people think the church isn't attractive. And I, I know one thing within people of my age group, or I think our age group collectively Um, there's a lot of our peers that are of the same age that are just sort of disconnecting from church or having nothing to do with church, either because they had a bad experience or feel like they were burned or whatever it may be. Um, They're like okay with God, but they're not okay with church. And for me, like I have a hard time with that because I just don't know how you disconnect the two because they're always intertwined. And that's not to say like you can't find something to fault with the people that meet as the church because people aren't sinless, they're not faultless, they're going to mess up, so that stuff's gonna be there. So I get it if there's stuff that aggravates you or has um, burned you or whatever, however you want to describe that. And it doesn't mean that any of that stuff is necessarily good or right. It, it probably needs to be dealt with, if especially the greater degree that it is. But I do think there's a degree to which even within the disharmony that can happen within the church, that environment is an area in which even God wants to reveal himself through that. Yeah. In a way in which you're not going to experience that degree or that quality of God apart from being within that situation, which shouldn't be a surprise to us because how does God reveal himself to us? through Jesus dying, which is not an ideal situation. So I don't know why we would be surprised that God wants to also continue to reveal himself to us in and through what seem like crummy situations in our own life. I mean, the hope here is that ultimately, Jesus is trying to work in and through his people to reshape and reform them, to make them anew, to pull them out of the junk that they're in. So it doesn't mean that there's not gonna be any junk that just gets wiped away but it's, it's a reshaping that goes on there. And so like one of the things that came to my mind when we were thinking about this topic is it's just always interesting to me as messed up as the church in Corinth is when you read about it in first Corinthians. I mean, you got like people sleeping with other family members and all sorts of just like wacky stuff. I don't understand it, but for whatever reason, God thought, Hey, this is a, this situation is worth including in the scriptures in the in the story that's going to get told generation after to generation about who Jesus is and how to follow Him, and He does it in through this messed up church, through this right. messed up group of people, as if like, in and through the messed upness is where they experience the grace, the forgiveness, the the reconciliation, the the new life that Jesus wants to offer. That helped them to see that for whatever reason not that it had to be there but it's in and through that that he revealed more of who he was and I think the same is true for us today like as much as we want an ideal church like I don't know who doesn't want that who doesn't want the best community they can be a part of but the broader thing is I think to step back and say how how can I encounter more of who God is how can I encounter more of who Jesus is And then through this body of people? Am I going to encounter more of who God is in and then through a perfect situation, which no situation is going to be absolutely perfect? Or are you shortcutting yourself by trying to avoid conflict or issues within a church to where God maybe wants to reveal more of his grace and forgiveness and all those things in your own life and also in the life of other people as well? So anyway, those are some other thoughts I have about it. Does anything from that kind of stick out to you or any other thoughts you have?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think God is present is present in the midst of the disharmony and the weirdness and all the, the bad stuff that's in our lives. And I also think that, you know, especially in our country, we have a tendency to individualize everything. But if you want to do that with God, you end up having to deny his words because, I mean, he commissions us to add people to his kingdom it's not just an us thing I mean the church it's been said before but the church doesn't have a mission the mission has a church like God wants us to add people to his kingdom he doesn't want us to just be alone he wants it to grow he wants more people to know about him and we can't ever have that happen unless we you know commune with one another um, and then together we outreach to people that we want to have joined that that bubble that um, you know good pocket of god's grace and what he's doing in our lives so um yeah it's not just an i or a me thing it's an us thing um so even if you come at it with the well it just matters about god and me well god wants you to interact with other people and um part of that is with people who agree with you in the church and then part of that's also with getting people to eventually agree with you by you know evangelizing to them and that's part of the church's um you know prerogative so
1: yeah I think bottom line is I, I would phrase it maybe this way like are ultimately are you attracted or am I attracted to the church or am I attracted to Jesus to then be a part of his church and I think the yeah. second is the more holistic way to look at it and the and the way it as far as I would understand it that scripture lays out jesus is the one that we're ultimately attracted to he's the one who makes even wanting to be a part of the church something we need even consider i know i've seen on instagram or some other uh, media stuff where i mean kind of tongue-in-cheek but people will joke about like you know if it wasn't for jesus i would have punched this person and as silly as that is and and maybe immature as that is at the same time there is some truth to that of if it wasn't for jesus how much would we do that would just be horrible in relation to a lot of other people or just what kind of quality or character of life would we have and my guess is if it wasn't for jesus the church isn't something you'd even have one thought about why do i give at least an hour's worth of my time on a sunday morning i get my situation is a little bit different because i work for the church but why is that something that even matters to me like Beyond me working there, like it's something I would choose either way. And it's not because I couldn't think of a lot of other things to do on a Sunday morning. Right. It's ultimately because of encountering Jesus in a way that I can't otherwise. So for me, that's ultimately what it comes down to. It it all comes back to it's about Jesus.
0: Yeah, the identity that Jesus gives us attracts us to his church. It all comes from Jesus, which has been the theme of every one of these we've recorded, which is good. Yeah.
1: And there's lots of branches we could kind of take from there of like how that happens within a worship service or in other aspects of the church. And we've touched on some of those in other episodes of the podcast, but we'll kind of leave it there for now. Any last thoughts? Uh, No. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody.